Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back in better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. We've got a weekend kickoff that means everything. Monster weekend is ahead. We have the best football final you could ever ask for, plus a terrible injury and the hashtag crew ready to roll. It's a Thursday. Let's go. Here we go. Only one place to start. Well, one place to start is quite simply with this. If I was a quarterback right now, I would be very, very nervous because I am staring straight down the barrel of Bart Scott and Rob Nikovich, who were both good enough to hang out after we wrap up, get up this morning. And of all the things we did on the show today, and I thought we had a really good two hours, Bart, my single favorite thing was how much you enjoy the what appears to be building genuine dislike between the Cowboys and the Eagles. The fraternization of modern sports does not sit well with you. Yeah, I don't like this whole jersey exchange stuff. You know, we're all friends after the game stuff. No, because this is personal. They're taking away your your, your joy and your dreams, right? You talk about you have aspirations to do something, and that's what's standing in your way, but afterwards you finish, you're just going to accept the result. I can't live in a world that, well, I couldn't play in this type of world because, like, I'm too mean and it's too personal for me. That's the opponent. Could you imagine, like, people hanging out, like, from Ohio State and Michigan? When did these players lose that hatred for each other? Like, you know, Social like, media. Rivalries are supposed to be that way, right? It's supposed to be, okay, we're going to take something from you. I can remember the days when I played in the AFC North where Joey Porter beat up Levi Jones in Vegas at a craps table. That's what football's supposed to be about. <laughs> I hate you everywhere we go. The, the, one of my favorite things that I come across, a video sure, that I come crazy. across every now and again on Instagram, when, you know, you're sort of scrolling through and they had someone was mic'd up. I think it was Chad Johnson. Yeah. And he was trying to talk to one of your teammates. And you Hello came Nada. over and you were just literally pulling your team. You were yeah. not allowing your teammate yeah. to make small talk. And he, and he with jumped. An and he jumped. I told him to get across that line. I'm going to knock his goals out. And that was real. That was real talk. He would come over there trying to soften us up, be friends. Then now you're going to try and put seven on me. Nah, man, you the enemy of the state. Were no. you like that, Nico? I was not like that. <laughs> I wasn't as like uh, pain and anger and all that stuff. I was, you eye gouged a couple people. I know you've been I, underneath nah, that it crowd. It was an accident if that happened. I choked somebody on accident too. See? Yeah, see? But that was it, – it's – in the moment, you're just trying to do your job at a high level. And the whole like mentality is supposed to be I'm here, you're trying to take – what's mine and I'm preventing that from happening right mine is the yardage right this line like we have this line invisible line you're trying to get this way and I'm preventing you from coming towards me and that's an attitude it's like a a mentality that you have to have so I agree with Bart on the whole you know buddy buddy you know hugging it out before the game and talking it up and after the game everyone's there's like guys swapping jerseys Bill I said this on the show Bill actually came out and said all right, this whole, uh, you know, powwow before the game. And, <laughs> right. Yeah, we all know somebody from other teams. We've played on other teams. Let's not stand there at the 50-yard yeah. line and have a family reunion. <laughs> yeah. and then afterwards, Thank you. That's old school. And afterwards talk about how we're going to get together and exchange our jerseys. If you want to exchange your, jer- exchange your jersey, it's going to be $1,000. And if you want to continue to do that, then you'll pay sixteen grand in jerseys. Yeah. For the year, I, I tell people, I, I, I listen, anybody You're out there, all like, yeah, man, they're a thousand bucks. It was fine. No, no, no. They're three hundred dollars. He, 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 he giving you a seven hundred luxury tax on it exactly. because exactly because because you're so soft. Yes, but I tell you what, anybody go out there, Google like Bart Scott throws football at at Ray Rice. Maybe when I became a member of the Baltimore, I mean, of the Jets and left the Baltimore Ravens, we got in a pregame fight, and he turned around. I tried to knock his head off with a football. 
Right. And that's just really what it's about. And he understood that's who I am. Once you're the opponent, you're the opponent. When did we get to a point in sports where basketball rivalries are tougher than football rivalries? I mean, you look at Zion and what happened with the Phoenix Suns and you look at what's happening with Golden State and and, and the Memphis Grizzlies. (laughs) And that's tougher than damn football, a contact sport. I just watched Where are we you, at? I just watched you throw the ball at Ray Lo, at at, um, at, at uh, Ray it, Rice. It was punches thrown earlier than that too. It was punches before that. Ray, Ray Rice sort of he Bart, shoved, Bart's got to jet. He shoves Sean Ellis and and then sort of tosses the ball at him somewhat softly. Sean Ellis is being led away by the refs. Bart just comes running up, picks up the ball, and freaking flings it at Ray Rice. What would have happened if that hit his head, Greeny? Could have been night night. <laughs> That's how I thought. Ray Rice chipped me really hard one time. He sat me down. He was a, he was. He's my best friend. We Man. do it. We've had a charity with each other for 17 years. But like I said before, if my mother put gotcha. on another uniform, mama got to go to sleep. <laughs> he chipped me. He said, That's he just how me, it is. He sat me down. I didn't see it. He goes, gotcha. I said, yeah, you got me. Bart <laughs> is a really unique dude, man. I was really unique. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive is proud to support veterans and small businesses. You can say, with their I'm crazy. You can annual say. Keys to Progress vehicle giveaway program, helping veterans move their lives forward since 2013. Learn more at keystoprogress.com. Okay, let's get into some of the other things we talked about today. I'm fascinated by the game Saturday night, Miami at Buffalo. Tua has never played in conditions like the ones he's going to be facing Saturday night, and that doesn't even bring into the discussion what the Buffalo defense just did to Mike White, which was difficult to watch. Uh, And here's Tua. He's a kid from Hawaii and then played at Alabama, and the weather and all the rest of that. How real a factor is the weather, Bart? It's, a tr- it's extremely real. There's a lot of things happen when, when we start playing, you know, and it gets cold. We always say this is when the men come out, right? Because, you know, the shoulder pads get extremely hard. They're plastic. So imagine cold plastic that's in below freezing weather, how hard that gets. The helmet gets hard. The ground gets hard. So every time you hit somebody, it's painful. And, and every time, you, you know, the ball hits your hands. Like, you deflect a pass in cold weather, and your hand is literally numb for about five minutes before you go over there and warm it back up on the bench. Like, it's a lot of things that happen, and it makes cowards of people. The same way heat makes cowards of us all, so does the cold weather. And, you know, you talk about Tua Tungabaloa, and if he's looking at that tape of what they did to Mike White, if they inflict that, that pressure on Tua Tungabaloa, who's slight, very small, and struggle with staying healthy, it could be a short night. For him, and guess what? His backup is injured as well. And if I'm the defensive coordinator, I'm yeah. saying that's the head of the snake. We're going, we're going by all means necessary. It's about physicality on Tua. We're not trying to injure him. We're trying to hurt him. It's a difference. You're trying to inflict pain. Well, it's like it's like a boxer. Physical. Yeah, it's yeah. like a boxer saying, "Oh yeah, I'm just going to throw jabs." No, I'm you throwing body blows. You're throwing hooks. You ever, have, you ever have like one of them big linemen <laughs> step on your big toe with the the seven studs? All that. Oh, you it's know, the worst. you know, you know when you pull it's your, you know when you pain. pull your shot, your socks down. It is no skin oh, there, and you so and you looking at your skin, and it, you fall on the ground. That and that 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 rubber is like gravel, gone. and you looking at your arm, and it's white. And you're like, it's I know gone. it's about to no bleed. Skin. I know it's gonna bleed in a minute, but it's a delayed bleed, <laughs> and it's like this is gonna no, burn the worst in the shower. Is when you go in the shower, yeah, the shower. You go in the shower, you just like. Ah, the whole, everything is just on fire. But anyway, yeah, the cold weather, it's a big, it has a big effect on it. it I'll even speak to this. You know, we had a, a long snapper and I love Jake, Jake Ingram, one of my best friends. He was a long snapper, born and raised in Hawaii, yeah. <laughs> went to the University of Hawaii, was drafted to the Patriots. Good luck. That first winter was really hard. 
Really hard. Just snapping. Just yeah. snapping. Yeah. And like getting used to Your finger being the, the feeling of, of a cold ball, the, the, the lack of tackiness, the, just the, the feeling of winter. It's like pins and if needles. If you're not used to it, it it's, it's a big problem. So that's why they're not going to have any success and in the Buffalo. And the ball doesn't travel as far either. So, like, when you, it's harder to throw the ball far. In special teams, a lot of balls aren't going to go into the end zone, so now you got to play a real play on kickoff, so and somebody's going to get hit with those frozen, stiffened, plastic shoulder pads. It, it's going to be – this is why I've always said there's nothing I love more than sitting on my nice, warm couch. I usually oh. get myself a little hot drink. Nice. You know, the hot toddy. Hot cocoa or whatever <laughs> I got. Work. And, and I get a little blanket on me, you know. Oh, and, that's and, nice. and I watch you guys play in the cold, and I just can't believe it. I love it now, too. I literally, I watch It's hard television. to talk. I put my fire on, and I say, I just don't know why I would do it's that. So it's so cold, it's hard to talk. Did you wear, were you one of these guys who didn't wear sleeves? Of course. It yeah, was no not sleeves. allowed where I, I was I never at. wore sleeves. Matter of fact, I had a tank top underneath. That's insane. Right, you realize that's insane. No, but, but you, you got to be insane. You, you you either embrace it, you, you you have to attack it. Say it don't matter. I'm Were cold. So what? Would you put Vaseline on your? Yeah, arms? we call it LBG. You put that on the arm. LBG linebacker grease. Yeah. None but straight petroleum jelly right there, uh-huh. baby. But okay. you know, it was one of those things. Like, listen, it's going to hurt them more than it hurts you. So you might as well embrace it. So you either embrace it or you try and, and, and put too many clothes on and you overheat. And what happens is you put too many clothes on, you start sweating. It's even worse because now you're even cold because now you're actually sweating. Anyway, I'm looking forward to this game like I can't begin to tell you. And we'll see. It's a fascinating matchup. The Dolphins have two of these games in the next three weeks. They come up and they play Buffalo Saturday night. They're coming up to play New England in a few weeks. Uh, this will make or break their season. And it actually may say a lot about what Tua's future looks like mm-hmm. in Miami. He's had a very good year, but there still remain those questions. You know, we all know the game isn't over till it's over. Next time your car breaks down, don't call it quits. Head to eBay Motors. They have 122 million parts to take your car into overtime. Get the right parts at the right price. This is ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Next up uh, for us here as we go through some of the other interesting matchups. Um, I, I brought up Philly and Dallas with the dislike for each other and all the rest of that that, mm. that Bart uh, so appreciates. And, and then this morning on television, Rob Nikovich, you put the Cowboys on upset alert. Yeah. So before this huge matchup between the Cowboys and Eagles a week from Saturday, do you think Dallas has their hands full with Jacksonville on Sunday? I, I do. I, I think that the Cowboys could be in this weird spot where they're not really paying attention to the team that they're about to play. They're looking ahead for the Eagles. And when you do that, it's the little things, especially when you're playing a team like Jacksonville, who their quarterback's playing well. He's got 10 touchdown passes, no interceptions. Their defense is tighter than it was early in the year. They're on a roll right now. So if you're the Cowboys, you literally almost lost to the Texans, a one-win football team. So with that being said, this is definitely a spot where the Cowboys could slip up. They're on the road. And if they lose this game, it's another reason why I'm not 100% sold on the Cowboys. So we have that one there. And then yeah. I, I, before I let you guys go, I, I wanted to get, Bart, your thoughts on the Jets, uh, if I could quickly, because I know people— This is a, this is a must win. Yeah. This is one of the most important games for this regime because their percentages of making it to the postseason you know, shoots up through the roof if they're able to get this win. They've let, the, they've let themselves down, losing to, to New England, coming out of the playoffs after playing great, losing on a, on a, on a uh, punt return. They haven't found a way to, to find a way to get a victory against two good football teams in Minnesota and Buffalo. I mean, the expectations are high now because of how they got out. 
And if they can't, you know, make it across the finish line, I think it's going to be demoralizing to the fan base and also to a very young team that just needs to have something good happen to them and experience what it feels like to get that type of playoff experience. And that's why I believe Robert Sala said, hey, we're going to see Buffalo again because I believe they think that Buffalo that Buffalo is going to lose to Cincinnati and that you know, Kansas City is going to win the division and that the Jets are going to be the seventh seed and they're going to face who? The number two seed, Buffalo. That's why I believe Robert Sala made that statement. And that's all fine. And, and, and I really like the way he has coached this team and led this team this year. It's no secret that I'm a fan. I like it. I like him. I'm sold on absolutely everything except yeah. the most important thing. Yeah which is the biggest question, regardless of what happens the rest of this season, the biggest question is, because I believe the Jets have a chance to be Super Bowl caliber good next year. Yeah. I really do. I think they have a roster as these guys grow, whether they make the playoffs this year too. or not. They got money to spend. They got draft picks. They got really good developing players. But the question is, do they have yeah. their quarterback? What, what is the answer to that? Like, What does that look like? And it's still incomplete. And I think it's the same question that San Francisco has asked themselves. Um, I think we're getting the answer in Jacksonville. I think we have the answer in Chicago. I think they're still trying to figure out to what degree they have that answer um, in, in New England. But right now, you would think out of that class, the biggest question mark still remains Zach Wilson, which this season was all about finding out if you have a quarterback to, to go with a team that we know is extremely talented and get to the end of the season and still not know, I feel, is all we need to say. What do you think, Nick? I, I, I... What do you think of that situation? I actually like that part brought it to that whole quarterback class. You got Mac Jones. There have been some ups and some downs. And I don't, I don't like the way they've handled him this year, candidly. The coaching situation, I think, has been a mess. Trevor Lawrence is playing a lot better. Justin Fields looks like he's got star quality written all over him. Trey Lance is incomplete. He's just yeah. been hurt and hasn't yeah. really played. How do you see the whole thing, particularly when it comes to Zach Wilson in New York? I think that depending on how Mike White finishes the season is going to have a lot to do with the future. Yeah. And the team, it's so weird, like a team dynamic when you have somebody that you don't really respect or they've yeah. lost respect, yeah. it's hard to get it back. Yeah. So what are they going to do moving forward? Because you can't rely on draft status or contracts to gain back that. Like people, once you have lost it, you have I to go out and perform you got to perform at a high level to earn it back. So I could see them moving on and, and moving in a different direction because they have the cap space to do it, and it's not like they paid them Kyler Murray money to right. where you're locked in for a long time. Like You can make some moves, especially if you feel like you have a roster that's yeah. built very strong, which they do. They have a great defense. Yeah. They're going to have more pieces coming in. They're going to have more freedom when it comes to the cap and what they want to bring in. So – they could do whatever they want at the quarterback position. Now it's all up to how the rest of the season plays out for the quarterback. They right got now. a number like, two for Sam Darnold, and that turned into Brees Hall. That yeah. bang. No, so they, you're going to get something Or Elijah Moore, however you want to you know, yeah. spin it. Yeah. They've done an outstanding job in so many different ways, except for the one that matters the most. That's the one pick that they may, at this point, have gotten wrong. Guys, you're the best. Thank you. Bart Scott, Rob Ninkovich, I appreciate you guys both. Uh, be a part of Greeny Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice cold Dr. Pepper, the one that fans deserve. Coming up, we'll tell you why history says you should bet it all on one NFL team this weekend. Tell you which one right after this on ESPN Radio.
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call ClickGranger.com or just stop by. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Greeny, the podcast. We have some relatively interesting brand new news that I'm going to get to here in 30 seconds. Can't decide quite what to make of it. Um, but I have some thoughts, and I will share them in a moment. Uh, this is Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. Uh, these 30 seconds are for ZipRecruiter. As the holidays approach, you got a lot of businesses hiring for festive jobs like turkey catcher and reindeer wrangler. Those are actual jobs on ZipRecruiter. And if they can fill those roles, what roles can't they fill? ZipRecruiter uses powerful technology to find and match the right candidates up with your job. Four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. So see for yourself. Go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash G-R-E-E-N-Y. ZipRecruiter is the smartest way to hire. The Scoop. All right. So uh, Adam Rittenberg, who covers college football uh, and college sports in general for us, is reporting that the NCAA has chosen current Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker as its next president, he will succeed Mark Emmert. Uh, here's a quick list of things I can tell you about them. Uh, Baker is 66 years old. He is finishing his second term as governor of Massachusetts. Um, at the beginning of January, he did not run for re-election. So he's, he had already decided he was moving on to something else, and this is going to be the something else. Mark Emmert is winding down a tenure that spanned 12 years. He will. Um, this will... 
be effective March 1st of this year is when Charlie Baker will take over. I will not pretend that I know a lot about Charlie Baker as the governor of Massachusetts. I I don't have any strong thoughts on him whatsoever. Hembo did point out as we Googled him that um, if the NCAA was trying to find someone who facially resembles Mark Emmert as much as possible, they seem to have succeeded. You could put pictures up of the two of them next to each other and you might have a hard time identifying one from the other. I will then also just quickly say, with uh, no animus whatsoever, just my honest observation, that I don't know that any person could possibly have done a worse job than Mark Emmert did as the president of the NCAA over the last 12 years. And I, I recall when he first came into that role, he came to ESPN and he sat with Mike and me. And we did a lengthy interview with him in which we talked a lot about the rules. This was long before all of the court cases that have dramatically reshaped the way the college sports function in our culture, in our, in our society. And um, he was talking all about all of the change he recognized that needed to come and to give him some time and then we could judge where things were. So I will say now we've given him 12 years. That's how long he was been in the job. And I will give him one benefit of the doubt, which is to say that he is, that job is the ultimate figurehead, which is to say he, much in the same way that the commissioners of the major sports, Roger Goodell is not Robert Kraft's boss. Adam Silver is not Jim Dolan's boss. It is vice versa. And so the amount of power that you actually have is to at least some degree limited by the fact that you answer to people who have more authority than you do. I get that. And in the case of Mark Emmert, he's dealing with hundreds and hundreds of people because all of these universities, these presidents and everyone else who, uh, who, and the boards of, of you know, trustees and stuff like that, they have a say in everything that goes on. So I don't know how much Mark Emmert could have done if he had desperately wanted to. But at the end of the day, the buck stops with you when you're in that job. And I will say that it is the fault of the NCAA that college sports find themselves where they are now, which is a completely rudderless um, cesspool of rampant commercialism. They have gone from zero to 160, not to 60. Because they refused to do any reasonable conversation. If they had been willing, if they had been open to making reasonable adjustment to their ridiculously archaic and outdated system over the course of the last 12 years, then they would not have wound up in court as they did. They would not have gotten shellacked in court and by the government as they have. And they would not now find themselves with no control over what is going on. Let us be very, very clear. No one is in control of major college sports. There is no authority. It is being run exclusively by money. College football in particular has become another professional sport. There's no other way to describe it. Players are getting offered $5 million to transfer from one school to another. And the fault for that, if you don't like it, and I don't, goes directly to the people who were unwilling, who were dragged into court kicking and screaming because they wanted to fight over turkey sandwiches. I've said this a million times. But if a football player wins a game and he walks into a restaurant afterwards and they want to buy him a turkey sandwich, just leave him the f- heck alone. 
and, 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 and that is just one tiny, very ridiculously small little example of things they were unwilling to give. And as a result of not being willing to give an inch, they were forced to give a mile. I mean, in fact, they didn't give anything. A mile was just taken from them. And so that's where we are, and we're never going back. So again, I have always been in favor of a system that is reasonable, that compensates players, that enables players to benefit in a reasonable way. Where we are now is a system that has no guardrails. There is no system. It's not even a system. It is just the wild, wild west, and the very worst elements of it are now in complete unchecked control. And at the end of the day, there is nowhere, in my view, to place the blame for that besides with the people who were in charge. And at the end of the day, Dr. Mark Emmert was the person in charge. That's the way I see it. Let me bring in the members of the hashtag crew here again. I was not planning on this being our conversation, but this literally just happened. This, this happened while we were in our commercial break, and it's something I've always been interested in. What do you think of it, Hembo? I don't disagree with the word that you just said. And as we spin this thing forward, I was fascinated to learn that it was Charlie Baker, a politician, in effect, that they chose to replace Mark Emmert with. I, I thought maybe they would choose someone with a business background or someone, of course, with an education background. But no, they went with a politician. And I think that is in large part because the NCAA wants the the figurehead of their organization to be able to guide them as all of these things are adjudicated in court. So now that we have reached the wild, wild west, what we're going to want to do, what the schools are going to want to do is start to now rebuild the guardrails. And so they have selected a politician to help them do that. But a lot of this stuff now with the NCAA is going to be going straight through Washington, D.C., and I think that's probably the reason they chose Baker. Yeah, that's fine. And, and again, that's that's their own making. That That is a bed they made yeah. themselves. It's ironic that this comes on the day after um, UCLA was officially what, – what exactly is it? We had this plan for a little later in the show, so I can go to the article. Did you put that stuff down there at the bottom of yes, it? Yes, it's towards the bottom of the dock. The, UC, the UCLA was, was officially um, – has uh, officially received approval to head of the Big Ten yesterday. Okay, so, so as of yesterday, UCLA is officially heading to the Big Ten. The approval came from the California Regents, the University of California Regents, yesterday. The athletic director of UCLA – was quoted as saying the following. We're excited to join the Big Ten Conference in 2024. We are grateful for this decision. We've always been guided by what is best for our 25 teams and more than 700 student athletes. And the Big Ten offers exciting new blah, 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 blah. Oh, just shut up. There's no, under no (laughs) circumstances have you been guided by what is best for the other 24 teams. You are being guided by what is best for one of your 25 teams and all of the money that will now come from the television contract that the Big Ten has with Fox and everything else. And I'm not sitting here knocking it. I'm a Big Ten fan. I'm a Big Ten alum. All good. But don't tell me that this is about the other 25 teams. When your women's volleyball team is playing at Rutgers over a weekend and they're flying and they're transferring in Detroit, then you tell me just how, how well that's working out for your student-athletes. What? Because you mentioned Rutgers. So did the university uh, AD. He actually said, you're not playing Rutgers every week as part of his statement. Right. That was part of the statement. They're not even pretending. Yeah. He was speaking. Yeah, here he is. He's saying, you're not playing Rutgers every week. In the grand scheme of things, it's not that much. The benefits far outweigh those challenges. No, that's right. But why can't we just say the thing? Like, one of the problems we have in our society is that you can't just say the thing. The thing is the thing, but we can't just say it. We're doing this for the money. There's an enormous amount of money, and we want some. 
Look at all the money out there. I'd like some. Our school wants some. Our board of directors wants some. Our board, our trustees want some. We all want some. That's, no one ever just says the thing. That's the problem we have. In life, the thing just doesn't get said. There's nothing wrong with saying the thing because everybody already knows the thing. Kevin Warren is the, uh, is the new, uh, what is he, the commissioner sure. of the mm-hmm. Big Ten. He said, with the collective goals to prioritize the health and well-being of our student-athletes and forward our academic and athletic mission under the umbrella of higher <laughs> education, I can't even go on. Like, how can you read that with a straight, how can you say it with a straight face? That we're prioritizing the, the, the health and well-being of our student-athletes and forwarding our academic and athletic mission? It is a money grab. The whole thing is a money grab. And again, I'm all for a money grab. When there's money, that's the system that we live in. We live in a country where you're allowed to try and grab money. We all do it. Everyone does it. How, how much money do you have? Not as much as I'd like. Doesn't make any difference how much money you have. If someone says to you, would you like more money or less money? Go find me the people who are going to say, you know, I'll opt for less money. There are very few of those. You just can't say it. But when you say things like, we're doing this to forward our academic and athletic mission under the umbrella of higher education... That's why you have to hire the governor of Massachusetts to run your organization. Because no one takes seriously the words that you say. Nuno, your thoughts? <laughs> I mean, Greeny, you spent winters in, uh, obviously in, in Chicago and that area. It's cold. So, you know, we are thinking about our student-athletes in the middle of the winter when we play a game at, in UCLA and USC. Mm-hmm. You get a couple days in the sun. Yeah. At the end of the day, like, yeah, when I saw that, it was you know, the, the Massachusetts governor, this is all, as Hemble said, it's all about politics. It's all about hoping the government can handle what they haven't been able to, right? It's, hey, you know, put the kibosh on players and NIL and, and making money and so that we can keep all this money in our pocket. That's what it all comes down to is, is that because, I mean, for me, I love anarchy. So I'm just hoping at some point in time that these power five schools just split from the NCAA anyway and just run it as a business. Do that and you would you would be doing everyone a favor if you broke off from the NCAA and you ran your schools as a business, which they are. Yeah, I mean, they have for all in every way that actually matters. They've already done that. We've gotten to a point now. It used to remember when it used to be that, that you would hear that a school was being investigated by the NCAA and you'd get worried. Oh, what's going to happen now when you read that a school is being investigated by the NCAA? Am I the only one who laughs? Am I the one who thinks, oh, that's hilarious. That's just adorable that the NCAA thinks they're going to do something about all of this, when in reality it has been shown they can't do anything. So look, to circle it all the way back to the beginning of the conversation, do I believe all this falls at the feet of the president of the NCAA these past 12 years? No, because I don't think he could have done anything about it anyway. I don't think that the presidents of these universities and everybody else were going to be willing to give the inch that it would have taken. But what you need uh, to to have not had then subsequently a mile taken from you. But what you need then, that's why you need forward thinking people. You needed someone in the room to say, hey, guys, guys, this house of cards is going to fall down upon us. Right. I mean, I'm trying to think back to when it was one of the Supreme Court justices. I forget because this thing went to the Supreme Court. It was Kavanaugh. Court. It was Kavanaugh wrote like a Scathing, like the NCAA, it it is what has been going on there is ludicrous, and this is no uh, clearly no longer about you know go out and fight for old you know good old university. Like this is a business, and to treat it as in any other way is ridiculous. And they tried so hard. Well, in fact, they didn't try. They had their cake and ate it too 
for so long that ultimately that cake just got shoved directly in their face. Okay, Uh, so that just happened. So we will dive back into some of the other things, including the one team that history says you should bet everything on this weekend. That and a whole lot more coming up after this from AutoZone. AutoZone has the free services you need to help you get back on the road like their free AutoZone Fix Finder service, which not only identifies the check engine light code, but also helps identify the most likely cause of the check engine light being on. With over 5,600 locations nationwide, AutoZone is here to help you save time and money with their free services. Getting the job done just got easier. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone with AutoZone. We're back in a flash on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Greeny, the podcast. My name is Greeny. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Again, the hashtag crew has assembled around us here. And I told you that history says there is one bet that looks awful good this weekend, um, if you are thinking that way in the NFL. And here it comes. Hashtag KOD. The kiss of death. Jared Goff comes here to play at MetLife with a Red Hot Lions team and a terrible record in his career against the AFC East. He is 1-9 and nine when playing against the AFC East. That includes playoffs. Of course, one of those games would be the Super Bowl that he lost to Brady and the Patriots. That's tied for the worst record by any starting quarterback against any one division since 2002 when the division's realigned. And you may say to yourself, well, I don't understand what difference that stat makes. Here's the difference it makes. Jared Goff played in Los Angeles and now plays in Detroit, which is a dome. His numbers, his history on the road in cold, not even just on the road, but in his case, it would all be on the road. He's a kid who grew up in California, played at Cal, went to the Rams, went to the Lions who play in a dome. 
his numbers are vastly different playing in cold weather. So as we talk about the Tua factor this Saturday night in Buffalo, I think this is something to keep an eye on Sunday afternoon at MetLife. It definitely applies here as well. It looks like the weather here in New York, high of 38 and clear on Sunday, but it'll be cold and we know he's got small hands. That was the one big thing that we talked about coming out of college. His home road splits this year, Greeny, are wild. He's thrown 22 touchdowns. Have you seen how many of them have come at home of those 22? I mean, tell, no, I don't. I haven't seen 20. It. He's thrown 20 of his 22 touchdowns are at home, and uh, four of his seven interceptions have come on the road. He's a totally different player when he has to play outside. Yeah, and, and I, I don't have his, their schedule in front of me. Let me I'm going to go to that quickly because they lost all these ridiculously close games. I mean, the, the, I thought that the Lions this year were headed towards the exact same fate as the Lions of last year when they made a habit of losing the most painful games you've ever seen. Remember, that was last year, that was the, there was the one field goal, the Justin Tuck, Tucker kick that hit like the crossbar and bounced through, and all these ridiculous losses. And they lost, to begin the season, they lost by three points to the Eagles, by four points to the Vikings, by three points to Seattle, by four points to the Dolphins. And you thought to yourself, maybe they're going to have to make a coaching change as much as everyone loves Dan Campbell and the players seem to love him. At some point, if you can't, if you're leading the horse to water but can't make a drink, then you know, do you have to make some kind of a change? Because I'm not sure what it says about a team when they always lose close games, but it doesn't feel like it says good things about your coaching. And now, boom, they've turned it around completely. <clears throat> they beat the Packers. They beat the Bears. They beat the Giants. They could easily have beaten Buffalo. They had Buffalo in a tie on Thanksgiving um, you know, in the final minute of that game. Then they crushed Jacksonville. They beat Minnesota soundly this past week. The Lions are coming in hot, and the outdoor factor this weekend will be fascinating to watch. I have a much more important question that for some reason just occurred to me. Go. Is Dan Campbell versus Robert Sala potentially the best, like, coach fight we could have? Like, those might be number one and two in some order if we're going to power rank these coaches in terms of street fighting one through 32. You know what? That's a fully inappropriate question, and I love it. Let's go through them. Nuno, let's go through this. If you right now were backing a coach, any NFL coach, to, to win a battle royale, they're all going into a ring, and only one of them is going to walk out, who would be the candidates? Let's put it this way. Like, there are some guys who wouldn't even go in. Like, Brandon Bill Belichick Staley, didn't want any Mike part McDaniel. of this. All right. So let's go through them. Okay. Here are the coaches who I think step into that ring. Clearly, Sala steps into that ring. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just going division by division. I think he's the only one in the AFC East. Yeah. In the AFC, I, I think John Harbaugh wants to be in that ring. He, he wants to be in. He doesn't win that fight, but I think he's going in. I think Mike Tomlin goes in that oh, ring. Oh, for sure. I think he's got. Now we get to the AFC South, and I'm telling you right now, Mike Vrabel might challenge your thought. Yeah. Vrabel, Campbell, Sala. Pretty tough. Yeah, but I think the two. Sala and Campbell, it seems, take a little bit better care of themselves. Jeff these Saturday days. is the coach of the Colts. He's too skinny now. He's skinny, but he's tough. I'm telling you yeah. right now, he's tough. Yeah. Andy Reid, Brandon Staley. That's not a, that division, Josh McDaniels <laughs> and Nathaniel Hackett. The AFC West, <laughs> not a very tough division. Uh, I, I'm just going through the rest. Of, Ron Rivera was a linebacker in his day. He's older now, but he was a linebacker. He's a pretty tough still guy. still play. Uh, not Sirianni, no, not McCarthy. No, Todd no. Bowles. 
Are we Come just going to act like Brian Dables, like Dave's wouldn't get in there? Come on, guys. <laughs> Brian Dable and Nuno step into a ring. Who comes out? That's the question. That Dable. I'm, I'm sending in Wink, Wink Martindale for the Giants. That's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm, I'm looking through this. I think you, you raise an interesting question. I think, those, I think those are the three. Those three. I think the three toughest coaches in the NFL, in no particular order, would be Campbell, Sala, and Vrabel. Okay, so I'm asking you to do the odds then. So the three of them are in a ring. What what is what are the odds for each? I need you to handicap what each would be. You're the odds maker here. Who's the favorite? Here's the thing that's working against Sala. Like he's big, strong, and he's he's everything, and he looks the part, mm. right? I mean everything yeah. with. But he's the only one who didn't play in the NFL, right? I don't. Sala didn't play in the NFL, did he? I don't. Lot, I don't think so. He's working less, on Wall Street. At a lot one less point. wear and tear, though. He's got less wear and tear, but I mean, Vrabel and Campbell, I mean, football players, they, 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 you can do anything to them and they just come back for more. So for you, it's Vrabel versus Campbell atop this. I think ranking. I'm going Vrabel. He's one. I think I'm going Vrabel. Vrabel was a linebacker. Campbell, I think, was a tight end, wasn't he? Yeah. Like going linebacker. Special te- he did some special teams. There are very few people in this world tougher than linebackers. I, I, I'm going Vrabel. So, Vrabel. so th- those are the three. Uh, who would you think would be who's fourth on this list? Like, because it seems like there's a pretty big drop off after maybe after Sala. I don't know. Tomlin maybe. Tomlin seems like he'd be pretty tough. Like T- Tomlin's definitely tough. I just don't know how. To make it very clear, there's not a single one of them that I'm interested in having a fight with before anyone bothers saying that. Do you think that you could? Challenge Mike McDaniel in a fight? Absolutely not. Brandon Staley? I, I am not a fighter. Nathaniel Hackett? I, I'm not. No, I will challenge him to a game of chess. <laughs> but I will not to, to challenge him. I'm not interested. <laughs> Are there any coaches of the NFL you're convinced you could beat in Madden? <laughs> That's an outstanding question. Brandon Staley. I mean, uh, we've seen his decisions. Brandon Staley coaches like he thinks you get five downs. That's the only thing that he thinks. Well, listen, it's fourth it is, and nine. Let's just see if we can pick up six or seven here, and then we'll go for it on fifth down. <laughs> like that, he seems. If someone just clarifies that discrepancy for him, I think he'll be just fine. All right, we have lots more uh, hijinks as we continue into hour number two. Stick around on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.